0: Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am being joined today by the Smith family. Would you two like to introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about you? Sure,
1: I'm Jillian Smith. And
2: I'm Andy Smith. Yeah, we live in Oklahoma City. We've been homeschooling. uh, Since,
1: yeah, uh, Harper, our oldest, is 10. We've been homeschooling since she started kindergarten. And then we have two boys, Finley and PK, who are six and seven.
0: Well, perfect. And Jillian, you were homeschooled as a child as well. And so that actually makes you guys our first second generation homeschool family to be <laughs> featured for Sunlight Spotlight. So I'm really excited about that. But how did your own childhood education maybe shape some of those decisions about homeschooling your own kids? Was that something you always knew you wanted to do, or did you kind of fall into it?
1: Yeah. Um, Andy and I actually were both homeschooled and met in a homeschool co op when we were nine and 11. Oh. And, and Yeah, so be careful what co op you join. Yeah, we really had a great experience with homeschooling and um, both ended up in traditional high schools. So, kind of had a contrasting view of homeschooling and traditional schooling. And both of us really preferred our homeschooling, I think, uh, in general. And so, when we were going to start, I knew that I was really interested in it. I mean, it was very daunting because, you know, it's much different to become a homeschooler than it is to be homeschooled it's really different it doesn't necessarily translate you know when you're having to pick curriculum and think about learning theories and stuff that I didn't have to do when I was a student and so uh, it was all kind of new and maybe just as scary as starting you know without any experience but um, and Andy was a big proponent he thought it would be yeah really good as well.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I think five or six years was homeschooled through to high school and really liked the freedom of learning at your pace, learning in on your own and with your, with your parents. And we wanted to cultivate that. And we thought we'll start it and take it year by year mm-hmm. and see what happens. And we've really enjoyed it. So.
1: Yeah, my mom always said, uh, you know, you just commit for one year and then you see how that goes. And if it goes well, then you keep going. And which has been a really great way for me to think about it (laughs) i'm not committing necessarily for the long haul i'll keep doing as long as it works for us and for the kids and um but it's been really good for us so far
0: and that is great advice to think of it one year at a time, because I think a lot of people jump in at like preschool or kindergarten. And, and the first question you get from everybody you know is, Are you going to do this in high school? And uh-huh. you're still a long way from high school, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I think great view. advice. Yeah, to just take it year by year. Were there any other considerations that were important to you? Of course, both of you coming from homeschool, but then also other learning environments. Um, kind of knew what both of them were like, unlike a lot of families, but were there any other considerations that were really important or things that you really wanted to focus on by homeschooling your kids?
2: Yeah. Um, well, we're Christians and think that that's a key component of our life. And I uh, wanted to make sure that, that those key formative years of our children's lives that we were involved and engaged in them as much as we could be and and uh, to help shape um, and present our faith in, to them and um, in in different ways of life and throughout that. So that was a, a,
1: a yeah, priority that, Yeah, for sure. that was a priority. And then also, <clears throat> I mean, both of us love reading. We love Mm -hmm. to learn. We like to learn things. And one thing when I started my freshman year of high school that really stood out to me when I went to school was how much like disdain there already was for learning how tired the kids were around me. And they really just were done with school. And um, I didn't, hadn't really come into contact with that before. And I really wanted to give the kids Time to learn to love, to read, to learn, and to find the things that they're interested in. You know, they're not going to love every moment of it. Yeah, I just wanted to give time for that. I think the only concern, not maybe a concern also, but, you know, we wanted to do a good job of making room for them to connect and build connections with other kids, um, which our moms did a good job of of with co ops and and sports and different things like that. But um, that's been something that we've tried to keep making a priority. While we homeschool, and it takes time uh, to build those, but yeah.
2: Right. How do they engage with kids their age at church, or is there mm-hmm. other activities that we can plug in to, mm-hmm. to encourage those friendships to grow? And, yeah. And that social. I know that's
1: always kind of the question that people get asked, maybe, and the question that homeschool moms like the least. <laughs> you know, like, how are they going to get socialized? <laughs> but I think that it is something I have to give some thought to. And um, that's maybe been a challenge as they've grown just to continue to provide good, like, continuous ways for them to build friendships. And it's been good. It's been a growth point for me, I think, in homeschooling.
2: I think on the, on the flip side of the socialization question, mm-hmm. though, too, I feel like uh, we, we do get a lot of feedback on how well they interact with adults. And I think that's a, a benefit, another benefit of homeschooling that we didn't necessarily think of mm-hmm. or plan for, but I've really seen that, not in contrast to, to other children, mm-hmm. but just as as they're around adults, uh, more in, in natural life and, and every day. And um, and I work from home. And so they see both Jillian and I throughout yeah, the day. Yeah, they get and to so, be around us. Yeah,
0: it's true. And our other friends, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that the kids that are homeschooled oftentimes can talk to adults better. I love talking to homeschooled kids because they are so articulate immature. And I think it is because they're around their parents. So they're hearing adult interactions. If you're taking them out with you, they are hearing those types of things. You mentioned that you like to read. Both of you really like to read. So I'm assuming that might be why Sunlight was a curriculum you guys considered. But what was it that ultimately made you say, yes, Sunlight is the curriculum we're going to use. And what has been your favorite thing about using Sunlight?
1: Yeah, I think when I started with Harper in kindergarten, I was pretty daunted at choosing a curriculum and making sure I was covering everything, even though, of course, in hindsight, it's like it was kindergarten. It was okay. But I found a lot of comfort and reassurance in ordering the Sunlight Kindergarten Pack and feeling like it gave me a starting place. And then, yeah, definitely we want to raise readers. And I felt like the best way to do that was to really have a curriculum that was you know, really focused on stories and learning through stories. And those are some of some of the strongest memories I have from my own homeschool are the books that my mom ordered for sunlight for, you know, reading aloud, especially was a big, um, like good memory that I have, but also the, re- the books that I read on my own um, ones that my mom still has that they just were great books that I went back to again and again. And so I was pretty certain I wanted to incorporate that into what we were doing
2: right and not just the the actual reading but mm-hmm. the the way that they are chosen to mm-hmm. link into the <laughs> time and history or the the place or the topic and um and they they're really amazing uh, book series and the kids have developed that love of reading
1: and then it's been so much more than i expected in the way that the sunlight layers especially in the reading like poetry and Aesop and then you know, read alouds. And I find that the kids are making connections from all of those different things that, you know, sometimes I'm reading, it's like, is this really doing something? But then suddenly they'll compare a poem that's being, you know, symbolic to an Aesop's fable that we read last week and say, well, this is the same. And, you know, they're making those connections and I can see it bearing fruit in the way that they're able to process information and, uh, yeah, just good stuff that I'm excited to continue to see build in their learning.
0: You mentioned the connections that they make between, you know, the different pieces of literature and things like that. I would love to hear more, though, about how you expanded on Red Sales to Capri, which is one of my favorite read-alouds. How did you really enhance that book and make it come to life?
1: Yeah, we read it last year as part of our read-aloud, and as soon as we finished it, I was like kids this is a real place Um, and so we watched some videos kind of spoiler alert at the end of the book they go into the blue grotto on the Isle of Capri and so we watched all these YouTube videos of people getting to do that in Italy and the kids were like we want to go there can we go there
2: Uh, yeah and we had been talking last year we we bought an RV and we've been traveling in Oklahoma and this area and we've been talking about how you know our oldest is 10 and we only have you know, a, a finite number of summers left and trips. And we said, well, we should really sit down and think about our, our trips. And so we had already been talking about that. Mm-hmm. And, and both Jillian and I spent time overseas as military children. And we mm-hmm. thought we need to, we'd love to go and take that experience. Well, I'm not in the military anymore. Um, you know, get that experience for our children. And so, so we read the book. And- we read the
1: book. So we said, well, let's just start with passports. So we got all of our passports because at that time, we weren't really sure that we would be able to make a trip as things are so kind of uh, changing all the time right now. Um, But then around Christmas, we realized that Italy was pretty accessible and that we thought we could make it work. And so we booked- They
2: asked the kids, yeah.
1: Yeah, we booked tickets and we went in April to Italy and went went to Rome for the first part of the week and then took a train down and a ferry across to Naples uh, or from Naples, we took a ferry to Capri and got to go into the Blue Grotto. So- it was pretty, pretty amazing to get to connect like a place that we read about with a real place that we could visit, and um, and pretty funny too. Even being on the island, you know, in the book, he's always complaining about having to run like up and down the mountain, and it is very steep.
2: There are so <laughs> I, many, hills. yeah, the whole thing's a hill. I
1: can't believe how many times he ran from the bottom from the harbor to the top to Anna Capri. It is quite impressive now that we have. Had to hike and drag our luggage up and down uh, those streets. Uh, Yeah, it was really wonderful and a neat, uh, yeah, just connection between their learning and real life and real cultures. And it was one, it was really a fun experience. And we're hoping, we'll see, I don't know, but next year we're starting American History Year One. So I'm trying to make the argument that we should go to England because that's kind of where it starts.
0: It starts, and then take the RV all down the East Coast,
1: Williamsburg. We could do all that stuff.
0: stuff. What an a unique and amazing experience, you know. Especially like you said, right now travel is kind of up in the air, out of the country, especially. But the fact that you guys got to go in April too, if the kids were in school, you may or may not have been able to do that. So how do you feel about, you know, the flexibility that homeschooling gives you and what other types of opportunities or scheduling changes have you been able to do because you homeschool your kids?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, that is definitely, that was one thing we definitely planned that we're like, let's go while school is still in, it won't be nearly so busy and yeah. Um, It's been really good. And we're, this is the first year, actually, we've, I'm really kind of leveraging that we took some time off for that. I think we had another family visit. And now I'm still extending a little bit of our school into the summer, because we took that time off. And so I feel like, even as a longtime homeschooler, I'm still learning how to, yeah, not have to have a traditional schedule and let it be flexible to do stuff that works for us. And that's good for our, our family and
2: I I think it's neat. We can, so like also this summer, we're, we're extending some reading and Mm -hmm. some, some light math. We get the opportunity to say, ah, you know, uh, um, we can keep some of these things going and, and our own pace and, and Mm -hmm. take time when we need to. And, um, and it's worked out great traveling to visit family, you know, we can kind of fold things in and, and do school wherever and so very flexible
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it is nice it's still you know just a process of trying to think outside the box which is not as easy as you might think it is being a homeschooler you still find yourself falling back into like well it's summer or you know which it's okay (laughs) to take breaks but really saying well what is going to work for us is a good question to ask and, um, you know, try to nail those things out and figure out what it looks like for us.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned doing school in the summer, which is another great topic because some people do choose to homeschool year-round or they choose to do kind of a summer school option um, to keep kids learning. That way they don't forget everything they learned before. So what does your typical homeschool day look like if you're not traveling and it's kind of the normal time of the year? Do you have your kids combined in one HBL program or do they all have separate stuff? And what is that? Yeah, I
1: do. uh, We've done just one and it's been really great. We usually do that first thing in the morning. They get up, they uh, make their own breakfast, get ready for the day, And then we start with, usually uh, we do, well, this last year, we've had the great window on the world, uh, geography, which has been really wonderful. We'll read that, pray, you know, sing a geography song. We we kind of do all the stuff that we do together, which is really, you know, history, um, Bible. And then I save the read aloud usually for last, because that's kind of what everybody's really looking forward to. And so we do all those things and then do the read aloud, and then they have to kind of break and do the stuff they do individually, math and language arts and some computer work and stuff. So, um, but that's, it's pretty hard if I try to shift that sort of morning section where we're all together to later Mm. in the day, it's a pretty rocky start because everybody really likes that beginning. That's the, um, because then they can usually color or work on a puzzle or, you know, just lots of things, but we do, we are all together and that's been really neat too. I didn't really picture that being the pattern but it has developed because we're doing that all together and that's been really great since the kids ages are they're not that far apart but they're not the same age and so it's neat to get to share something together with all of them so that's kind of about what it looks like I don't know timeline wise what that usually ends up being but that's kind of the format
2: Yep, and then we have this the first summer that we are leaning into a couple light I think mm-hmm. alternating math language arts throughout the week and then I think Friday often so that typically yeah. try and knock one of those off each, each yeah day, just to
1: keep their keep their toe in uh you know because otherwise it was a
2: pretty rough shock last Yeah, year.
1: last summer I really <laughs> needed a break they needed a break so we took a real like solid you know break from school but then it was a rough fall re- restart so we're trying to keep things a little bit going. So we'll see. I don't know. It's all kind of you just figuring it out as you go along. (laughs) That is true. That can be quite
0: the transition because they're already at home. So it's not like they are going somewhere and having to get back in the frame of mind of school or things like that. Have you ever doubted the decision to homeschool or experienced any major challenges beyond little hiccups like that? Has there ever been anything major? Or if so, how did you overcome that? Or keep moving forward you're still homeschooling so i assume whatever it was you got over that hump but but how do you tackle those challenges as they come up
1: yeah well last uh, maybe there were only a couple times i mean wh- right before we started the boys are just 11 months apart and so when they were babies and i was looking towards harper starting school i was really doubting if i could handle that but by the time it came for her to start they were a little bit older and i thought okay i think i can do this Um, But that was maybe the time when I questioned, should I really jump into this? But then recently, last fall, um, I started a master's program, and it was really difficult because I kind of realized the things that I thought were kind of just running by themselves. um, I was actually putting a lot of work into, yeah, with the kids homeschooling, (laughs) that it wasn't just happening. uh, I was making it happen. And so when I added something else onto it, it was like, oh, this is going to be a real struggle. And I ended up finishing the semester and deciding to put that on the back burner because I felt like, you know, I do feel still really committed to homeschooling. and I want to finish this well. And like Andy had mentioned earlier, you know, we have quite a few years before they're out of the house and yet somehow it feels like we're kind of on the downward slope and we want to spend this time well and, you know, do the things that we are think are a priority and you can't do everything you have to choose some things over others and for us we feel like homeschooling is is pretty important and I want to prioritize that until you know I don't know I'm not saying we would never uh, do something else but right now it still feels like it's the right thing for us so yeah do that. yeah I,
2: mean? I I think i would agree. the majority of the work is in in your camp and so mm-hmm. you know I'm supporting that and so when like the situation with your masters it was kind of like well let's just let's not worry about the masters right now if that's Mm -hmm. what or or vice versa let's think about you know we kind of modeled out all. yeah andy
1: was really willing to help we just kind of both realized like wow this is actually this kids school takes quite a bit to keep it going and if i am splitting my focus i don't know that we're going to be able to keep doing this and so yeah um, and i feel a lot of peace about it it's almost better when you come to a point like that where you have to choose because then you kind of know like no I'm choosing this I want to do it and I'm committed to it so yeah,
2: yeah and I think we're excited about the road ahead and mm-hmm. a lot of the opportunities that are coming you know in, in teenager you know yeah. the breadth and expansion of the last couple of years has shed a light on homeschooling you know forced a lot of people and kind of uh provided some more opportunities so we're, we're excited. About yeah. The road ahead. Yeah.
1: I think I used to feel really daunted at the thought of high school since neither one of us were homeschooled through high school, but man, I just hear all the time about more and more, you know, opportunities and resources <laughs> that are available. So I'm excited. We'll see where it goes, but I think it can be, it could be just, we could do it the whole way and do really, the kids could do really well.
0: So. Yeah, I agree. I think sunlight makes it easy. And I know like when you start when they're little, I feel like it gets easier as they get older and they become more independent because they're they're just so used to it. They kind of know what the process is so they're able to take to that and pick it up. Andy, with you being home, you're kind of in a unique spot that a lot of our homeschool dads are not in because you get to be there and kind of see what's happening. Do you get to take an active role in the teaching or Jillian, is that still more kind of you doing all the teaching, how, how do you guys work that out with all of you home at the same time?
1: Yeah,
2: no, good question. Um, my days are pretty packed, uh, so I don't, we don't ever plan for me to take an active role in, with topics yet, although we mm-hmm. have talked about in the future uh, mm-hmm. some of the science and maths that are more my background kind of leaning into that, um, but no, I do, I, I come out you know, on breaks and see them multiple times throughout the day and I sit in on read aloud times and we talk about what we're learning mm-hmm. or they'll do kind of presentations and I'll come out and hey I've got a break at three o'clock let's do a presentation at three o'clock or whatever um, and so I'm, I'm engaged and I, I love seeing them we're kind of in a unique situation yeah. yeah yeah Andy
1: doesn't take on any of the teaching yet but he gets to be a really fun audience for a lot of the you know if we've got some kind of yeah award to be given or whatever it's like let's get dad out and we'll wait for a time when dad can come out and he gets to come yeah. and he always laughs at how loudly we play our geography songs he can always hear when we're learning <laughs> a new song because we're singing it uh along with the track but yeah, it's, it's neat because it's not so much that he gets to teach, but he gets to bear witness to so much of it. And we don't just tell him at the end of the day, he really gets all these little peeks into what we're doing and what it looks like with the kids. And, um, and he's a support, you know, for me, because if things are hard or, uh, you know, I'm butting heads with someone, which happens, then he can be another, you know, person to come out and say, Hey, come on, like, let's, It's just, it is really nice. I definitely feel less on my own because I know he's there and ready to encourage the kids and support me. And, um, but yeah, yeah, and we have talked about in the future, it could be that he'll take more of an active role and who knows what their schooling will look like as they continue to age. We'll just take it as it comes. And Mm -hmm. we knew a family when, before we had kids and they were homeschooling and The kids would get up early and do their math with him before he would go to work. That was their like schedule. And so I don't know that that's what we'll do, but it was just a neat scene even back then to think there's lots of ways that we can make this work and that the two of us can be committed to it. So,
2: but it's a real, a real blessing to see them throughout the day too. And Mm -hmm. so.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so fun that it's a family experience and not just, you know, mom and the kids. So that is great. Um, and what has been the best part of homeschooling for your family or the most unexpected thing that you were not? I mean, you guys both were homeschooled. So, did, you know, were there any surprises in teaching your own kids that you weren't expecting?
2: Well, while you're thinking about the surprises, I'm sure you've seen some of them. I I think the best part is, um, you know, i i get to see them day in and day out and interact with them and and these little tidbits even when I come out for a coffee refill or something and see Harper in the kitchen and say hi you know like those are moments that I'm I'm engaging with them and that I would not have thought about years ago when we were thinking about homeschooling that I'll get to see them and that's really I don't know why it wouldn't have crossed my mind but that's been a great surprise that hey I'm not just you know sequestered back in the office all day and I'll see you at you know five or six o'clock I am engaging throughout the day and that's a real, you know, I think in years to come uh, we'll probably learn more about, about how much that means to us and we're living it right now. So um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that for me, definitely that's really good. I've loved that. And a lot of the things I thought I would love about homeschooling I have, but one of the things that probably surprised me and has been really good is being able to see how different my kids are in their learning styles And kind of getting a front row seat to, they're different people and they learn differently and they care about different aspects of learning and different, they learn in different ways. And I, I'm sure I would have been able to see that just as a mom, but as a teacher, you do really kind of have to pay more attention to those things. You have to, you know, filter that. And so I think that that's probably something that I didn't really think about. I feel like when you're first starting or when I was first starting, I thought mostly about the curriculum and things that would work best for me that I liked the most. (laughs) And, um, and that's obviously still a factor, but as they continue to age, um, I, you know, it's just really helped me think a lot more about my kids and who they are as people and what, what they need and what will work best for them. Um, So I think that's been kind of a a surprising aspect of homeschooling that it's been good and has grown me as a mom and as a teacher.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point. Even though you're combining them together, they do learn differently, right? I think that's something people don't always think of, like you said, Um, or they're picking curriculum they like to teach, which I think is important too. But yeah, as your kids get older you know, that might change or they might learn slightly differently. If you were to talk to somebody either considering homeschooling who hasn't started yet or somebody who is kind of in a valley period where they're struggling and wondering if they can keep homeschooling, what would be your top tip or piece of encouragement to help them make that choice or continue on?
1: I love homeschooling and it has worked really well for us, but I think that it's a tool and it's something you use uh, to to achieve a certain you know end. Um, there's been great. I feel like it's really helped our family unity. But I think that you really have to know what you expect from it. Um, you know, have a goal going into it. And because even as a homeschooler, you have to have maybe an aim for you know, like what do I want to get out of this, and what do I want my kids to get out of this. I feel like that's really helped me a lot to focus on what to prioritize and that it's also okay, I don't know, maybe that's the wrong thing to say, but sometimes it doesn't work, and that's okay, you know, that doesn't mean, and that may be a season, where it doesn't work for a season, and then you come back to it, or I think that's one thing that's really helpful to me, like we said earlier, it's not all or nothing, it's not always homeschool, and never another thing, or, um, and that's okay, but it has been so worth it for us, and it is work, and it is uh, you know, it takes time, and it takes effort, and, but we have really just loved it. I feel like the things that I continue to hope to get out of it um, just make it seem like, yeah, you know what, this is going to be worth my time, and I'm happy to spend the time doing it. What about you? Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> I, I would say, I would say the same things, and, and also that it's not a, um, it's, I feel like sometimes people talk to me, uh, my peers at work or other things like, oh, that's great. Homeschool. That sounds great. I could never do that. Or, Mm -hmm. uh, or I wish I did that. Maybe my kids would be better or this or that or smart, whatever they say, you know? And so I, I definitely think full spectrum there's, uh, there's, there's pros and cons, but I think it's a very neat encouragement. So if someone was in a Valley, just like saying, Hey, this is a a small amount of time that your kids are Mm -hmm. at home and your grand scheme of your life and their life. And, uh, helping them learn and educate them, and and being big, hand in hand with them as they're growing and and getting that—it's it's really priceless, I think, on on both sides. Mm-hmm. And we saw it growing up. You know, we didn't realize it when we were getting homeschooled, uh, but we realized it later in high school and then you know college, where we had a way to learn and and uh, really. A different view of learning mm-hmm. um, that we really valued it and so hope to impart that but i think that that would be it just saying hey yes it's obviously work it, you can't phone it in um mm-hmm. but it's it's worthwhile for sure
1: yeah and yeah for the persons thinking about it i think i would just say try it you know like i feel like it's so daunting and there's really so much out there now. There's so many curriculums, there's so many theories, there's so many ways to do it. I obviously really love sunlight, but you just have to jump in and kind of get your feet wet in order to start knowing, like, is this going to work and how is it going to work for our family? And um, I definitely haven't regretted at all (laughs) jumping in and doing it and ordering the kindergarten sunlight because I was like, I just need a notebook. (laughs) And that's what they sent me, which was great. And uh, so, yeah, it's been, it's been really good.
0: Well, that is great. I love to hear that. Yeah, and I love the suggestion just to try it because it doesn't mean you're gonna have to do it the rest of your life. Um, Jillian, you mentioned the all subjects kindergarten package. I know when I started homeschooling, that all subjects package in preschool was the one that I started with, but it made it so easy because everything was already included. And like you said earlier, I didn't have to think about, oh, what do I need to teach them about this? Or what do I do about this? And and all of that. And I think that is something that Sunlight does really well in its instructor's guides is makes it possible for you to teach even if you don't know what or how to teach. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys both brought up such great points and I really appreciate you being here today. This has been so much fun. I love how you met and that you were both homeschooled um, yourselves, like I said, you're a first, second generation Sunlight Spotlight family. So this is great to meet you both. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you.
1: We really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media in our Sunlight app or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight reminding you to tune in next time.